I'm Alex and this is the Geordie Guide to Happiness. Welcome to episode eight and we're very glad you've joined us for another happiness interview. I'm here as always in our virtual studio with the rest of the podcast team, Kath, Chris and Dom. Hi everyone. Hi. Hello. <laughs> Everyone's back. Yay. <laughs> Holidays are over. I've not had my proper holiday yet. I'm off next week. I'm off to the Isle of Sky next week. So even nice. more booms. Nice. Yes, <laughs> yes. I've not, I've not seen my mum and dad for over a year. Oh, so uh, yeah. So it'll be. I'm taking the girls up. Just me and the girls. I can do it all in one go in the car. Um, and yeah, we'll be there for a week or so. So it'd be nice to see them after over a year. So yeah, that's special. I was up. Um, I was up in Edinburgh uh, last weekend seeing my mum which was very strange walking around Edinburgh in the middle of August and there not being about 30 billion people oh, trying to yeah. hand you things. Um, and we, we got we got like a, a table at a restaurant and everything. It was like, whoa, that, that never happens. <laughs> but- you know, I've never, I've never been up to the fringe. It's always been kind of on our sort of to-do list and uh, I'd love to, yeah, sort it out, mm. sort myself out and go up and see it. Oh, it's one of those things that yeah, it's going to be a really, really good idea. But when it gets around to August, you kind of think, oh, I'm just too tired. <laughs> just, <laughs> I'm one of these Edinburgh people that's all just like, slightly grumpy about it. You know, oh, crikey. That's like me living again. at the beach, yeah. Yep. <laughs> the, be- the beach belongs to me, not everybody else. Yeah. It'd be great if it wasn't for all the people. Yeah. <laughs> We've uh, been going up to Seaton Sluice, I think, rather than heading to the usual sort of Whitley Bay, Tynemouth, and it's got a lovely, all mm. smooth tarmac path all the way to Blythe, <laughs> which is just perfect for skating. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's nice, a bit quieter up that way as well. Yeah. What about you, Don? Yeah. What have you been up to? Oh, I, you know what? I took some time off and uh, didn't go anywhere, and it was really weird. Uh, just kind of <laughs> red and... I was getting up really early and going to the beach so that I could pretend I was somewhere else where there was no people about. So I was getting up at five. Oh, my so I had God. Like a, I had like a weird holiday where you normally lie in, don't you, and uh, and take it easy. But I was getting up really early and pretending I was somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> where were you pretending to be? Oh, um, I don't, you know what? You've caught me out. Oh. I didn't have anywhere. <laughs> and, uh, just somewhere different. I can't think off the top of my head. Bitly way. Bitly way. Yeah. <laughs> Bitly way. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shall we introduce this week's uh, guest interview? Yes. Um, it was really nice to meet this week's guest speaker in person. Um, I met up with the lovely Elaine Slater, who's the CEO for Tyneside Women's Health. Um, and me and Elaine have worked on a number of different projects over the last few years. And Tyneside Women's Health is a charity which supports the mental health and well-being of women and they've got centres in Biker and Gateshead and I met with Elaine um, in the Biker Centre to do the interview Um, and Tyneside Women's Health is one of the groups that we've been running some happiness workshops with as well so they've been good fun too. So here is Elaine talking about walking in the rain, dinosaur hospitals and water gun fights. Well, it's Friday afternoon. Um, It's really hot and sunny, which always makes me happy. And I'm joined by the lovely Elaine Slater. Can you just introduce yourself? Yes. Hello, I'm Elaine. Um, Also Friday afternoon uh, vibes. I'm a bit hot. 
uh, sunny, looking forward to the weekend um, and hopefully getting out and about and some fresh air, walk the dogs. Do you find, um, I don't know about you, but when it's sunny, when it's warm, not too warm, there's a there's a peak mm. temperature, I think, for me. Um, do you find the good weather improves your mood? It does. Um, I like, I actually, if I have nothing better to do at all, I like nothing better than just to lie in the sun. Um, but when it's too hot and I have things to do, I get a bit irritated by it. Yeah. Um, so no, so when it's sunny and I have nothing to do, I like being out, lying in the sun, just, you know, getting too hot. Um, but I like it on a on an evening, because I've got dogs, um, and I like to wait until, you know, like half seven, eight o'clock, when it's getting a bit cooler and going out with the dogs then and some a little stroll about and I like the light nights as well it makes a massive difference I think doesn't it it really does though waking up really early in yeah. the morning isn't great but yeah it's so much nicer isn't it when yeah. it's still the light days last longer don't yeah. you get I think you get more done and yeah I don't know you just feel a bit happier yeah mm-hmm. I don't know whether there's any kind of psychology around yes yeah, sunshine and there is I think because and... um don't have those lamps that you can put in your house for Vitamin D oh, and stuff, yes. don't they? Yes. That thing, don't they? Yeah, yeah. that natural sunlight yeah. for people who don't get enough of it. Yeah. Or... Apparently that's part of our health problems in this country because we don't get enough vitamin D and sunlight. So mm. we should all be taking supplements. That's why when I go for a run, I do try and go without <laughs> yeah. a jacket on when it's mm-hmm. nice weather like this. So mm-hmm. yeah, my arms are getting the uh, mm-hmm. getting the sunshine. Mm-hmm. So you mentioned your dogs there. Are they are they something that make you happy? Yes, yeah, my little babies. Uh-huh. I used to breed Border Terriers back in the day. Um, so I've got a little collection and they're lovely they're like the little pests but they're lovely um, so yeah and, and it's I, I think through lockdown in particular having dogs um, has meant that you have to go out of the house regardless um, so I think that's really good really good for mental health positivity getting out um, and that's the same I think um, it's one of the benefits I think of, of having a dog for me it really helps because even whether it's snowing rainy windy hot they have to go out so therefore I have to go out and actually there's also something quite nice about walking around in the rain I think I don't know it's just it's, I don't like it when I get home and I'm soaked and so are they but being outside in the rain because there's never anyone else around no one else must walk their dogs in the rain but I do and once you're wet you're yeah, wet exactly. and you're dry yeah you're not made of sugar you're not going to melt it's fine <laughs> <laughs> um, but no I, I quite like it I quite like being out in the rain um I don't know, there's something a bit calmer now, I think, like a, when a, the smell of the rain and, the, and a little uh, storm. So, yeah, so maybe since when it thunders over the weekend, like it's forecast, I'll, uh, I'll get out in there. That'll be a test for our roof. We've had a leaking roof oh. recently, so, uh, yeah, it's been fixed. So mm-hmm. hopefully if there are thunderstorms, it'll be a test for it to see if, <laughs> see if it doesn't drip again. Yeah. So thinking about happiness, Elaine, because that's what our podcast is all about, the Geordie Guide to Happiness. When you hear the word happy... What what does that mean for you? What's what do you think of when you think of the word happy? Um, I think of and this is a bit silly, isn't it? I, I think of happy. Um, I think of smile, people smiling, people feeling content, um, kind of not worrying about things, um, just a general feeling of contentment, relaxation, everything's okay. Um, and I think we don't often, especially as adults, get to feel happy all of the time. And we certainly um, maybe don't think about what makes us happy enough because we're too busy 
um, thinking about bills or work or, you know, whatever, making moves, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but for me, no, like, be happy is, um, it's a lovely feeling, I think, when you feel happy and content. I think it's contentment for me, is happiness. You're not the first person to sort of say that word, yes, yeah. contentment rather than happiness. Yeah. And you, you work for a mental health charity. Um, do you find that word happy, contentment, a challenge in the work that you do? Um, well, I work for a women-only mental health service, so our job, our daily roles are quite challenging a lot of the time, and we, we hear and we deal with a lot of, you know, um, quite complex mental health issues, and we hear quite a lot of horrendous things that women have been through. Um, so I suppose happiness isn't a word that is necessarily equates to what we do on a daily basis, but actually I think for all of the staff, um, we wouldn't do that job unless we get some level of contentment out of it and satisfaction, I think. Um, and certainly we have some lovely moments in our centres with women, you know, when they produce creative items or they've done something really well. Um, or, or they've had a breakthrough in their mental health and for us that is like it's pride it's kind of like we've helped with that and um, you know well done us but also well done her for doing that yeah. um, and I think to be honest obviously we know we're going through this pandemic at the minute and I've um, I've been working in the office still and that's really kind of helped me and it kind of helped me keep happy and have focus and have routine kind of going in the office and um and do my job really because that's kind of the little thing that of normality that I've clung on to really and um and that's made me feel happy um yeah. to do that so yeah so coming to work then for you yeah. is something that makes you happy um, particularly during this time what else what is what is happiness for you happiness for me well again I think kind of going back to that contentment um it's kind of knowing that um, everyone's all right in the world, you know, there's no, no one's poorly, no one's sick, no one needs any of my attention in, in a negative way sort of thing. Um, things I like doing that make me happy, I've mentioned the dogs. Um, I've got a little nephew who's hilarious, he's only five. Um, so the, and so they're kind of seeing the world through a child's eyes and kind of that innocence and playing. You know, we have a lovely game called Dinosaur Hospital. That will play. He's obsessed with dinosaurs. Oh, you have to tell me what a dinosaur <laughs> hospital is. Dino- I've got pictures of dinosaur hospital. Um, it's his. Um, his dinosaur. He's obsessed with dinosaurs. I think he's like a like a um, a super child in terms of the information he knows and the words he knows. He's like a child prodigy. Um, but yeah, he gets his little box of dinosaurs out and we play. And unfortunately, the dinosaurs sometimes get injured or they fight, and then we we'll have to patch them up. Um, with Lassaplas and Hankies from Grandma's house. Um, <laughs> and every week, you know, certainly when I, obviously before lockdown, I haven't seen him much, but every week would, you know, all kind of go to my mum's for a Sunday dinner. Um, and he'd be like, Aunt Elaine, come on, check on the dinosaurs in the vet hospital. Like, of course we can, yes, yeah. so we get them all out and, you know, would make sure that we're recuperating, taught him the word recuperation as well, um, which he proudly tells me every time I see him. Um, but you know it's stuff like that like just daft things that you know keeps him happy and it's just kind of fun and innocent and um, puts a lot of smile on his face so that puts a lot of smile on everyone's face I think um, yeah I think things that make you happy don't you know you were saying there before about con- that feeling of contentment they can be just sort of little moments yeah. as well can't mm-hmm. they little events mm-hmm. little snippets absolutely yeah like I mean um, as, a, as a grown adult 
I'm still quite happy to get involved in a water fight. (laughs) (laughs) I think there's nothing nicer on a sunny day than throwing water on somebody. (laughs) I mean... I I can never tie balloons though. I would be useless useless in in a water balloon fight because I can never tie the balloon. You need a super soaker, you know, just a you know fairy liquid bottle. It doesn't doesn't matter. Just anything as long as you can throw water on somebody. So again, I do that with my nephew. My brother's only a year younger than me. You know, we're adults. We'll still quite happily get involved in a water fight. (laughs) (laughs) But it's kind. I suppose it's like um, stuff like that. It's like a release, isn't it, of stress, and it's just plain harmless fun yeah um that we all need and and to laugh just to mess about and just laugh at nothing yeah tell you what um just when you said about moments there what's kind of got me through lockdown because I, I live on my own um and i've kind of i think everyone's struggled with sleep a little bit during lockdown and stuff so i've been looking at my dvds i've got my little i've got this little tiny portable dvd player because i was determined i wasn't going to have a telly in my bedroom so i've got this little tiny thing and I was looking through my DVDs. What can I put on that I've seen before that'll help us fall asleep? Ended up looking at Peter Kay DVDs from back in the day. And honestly, that has made me just laugh my head off at just the stupid things that he comes out with. But you're of a similar age group to me and Teletext. Oh, <laughs> you used to love the games on Teletext. Yeah, bamboo like, yeah, 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 love But that. it's also that kind of, it's made me reminisce and remember about my childhood and growing up. But then I've had a conversation, I was like, yeah, I've watched Peter Kay when I've been talking to somebody in the office, I've talked to my boyfriend or my family or whatever. I've had Peter Kay on, do you remember this? And then it's led to a whole conversation and a kind of a shared reminiscence of a different, you know, what we didn't know each other when we were kids, but like stories like that about what we used to do when we were children. Mm. And I think especially at this time of year when it is sunny, when you were a kid and you could play out, as Peter Kay says, in your slippers and run around until 10 o'clock at night and it was fine. But yeah, some of the stuff, I've just cried laughing at it. And not necessarily because it's hilariously funny, but just because it kind of evokes something in me about kind of my childhood and my family emergency chairs on the dining table. You know, everything, <laughs> you know, all that kind of stuff. And it's led to, I think it's led to conversations with people in the family as well. That's really interesting, mm-hmm. that idea of, yes, reminiscing through comedy. I mean, I, I love comedy, mm-hmm. particularly, as you say, during this time over the last few months, Watching comedy for me has been a huge yeah. relief to, to everything that's been going mm-hmm. on. And, um, you know, shout out to The Stand who mm-hmm. have been doing these live comedy gigs mm-hmm. every Saturday. Yeah. We've, we've tuned into quite a few of them. But, it, but even before kind of the lockdown, it kind of feels like we're talking about life before lockdown and, and after lockdown, aren't we? Yeah. But, you know, just going to The Stand, going to a comedy mm-hmm. gig for me and my husband mm-hmm. has, has always been a big thing. I love it. Love I love, no, I love comedy as well. We've had, for work, we've had charity fundraisers of comedy, so, you know, stand-up shows and stuff. We had one planned for this year, but we've had to cancel it. But, yeah, I think it's just, I don't know what it is about comedy, What, the, the, what regardless of the genre of comedy that you like, it's kind of an escapism, I guess. But for yeah. me, the, the, like, the, like I say, the Peter Kay type comedy, it's really been about, like, oh my word, like, we used to do that as a family. <laughs> how embarrassing. <laughs> like, but how the world has changed as well, and, yeah. you know, what, 30-odd years. Yeah. Um, I think that there's a few comedians out there, aren't there, that do that kind of situational mm-hmm. relation, that, yeah. that comedy that you can relate to mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. But I think for me, what's kind of, what, as I say, what it's led on to, is I think I've had about five conversations with people, obviously social distance in the front door, social distance and in the office, whatever. But about, yeah, I was watching that the other night, and do you remember, like, doing this? And then they've gone, oh, yeah. And then it's led on to, like, other things. Um, 
you know, I was talking about, because um, at work we were, 30, we're 35 this year, so we all got, as a staff team, we were getting pictures out of us in 1985. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, yeah. And we've got, like, a little work, a closed Facebook group for some of the women, so we're putting those pictures on, and they put some of their pictures on and stuff. Pictures of me as a kid in 1985 um, with hair in bunches. Um, you know, I don't know what my mum's thinking of. Like, every picture of me, I've got my hair in bunches. But there was one I'm standing in tadpole fishing. Um, it is at Tardwick Hall, is it? Down in um, yes. down Durham way, yes. like down yeah. there. Yeah, we used to go there and I used to love it. I used to love tadpole fishing. But there's this one picture and like, obviously you can't, I can't show my face on this, but maybe I'll send the picture. You can put it up on your social media. But I'm like, like, and my mum had said to us, um, you must have been hungry or something on that picture because that's your hungry face. <laughs> <laughs> but when I was, I've been showing people, they're like, yeah, you still do that. <laughs> like, hungry or hangry? Hungry, yeah. They're like, you still have that face. I'm, I'm trying. I need to um, get someone to take a picture, but I'm going to try and recreate the picture of kind of a then and a now um, to, with my like, like I would love face. to see. I would love to well, see that recreation. Thank I'll you. Yeah. But I, th- I think, like I say, it's just that has led on to sort of memory conversations, looking at old pictures, comedy stuff. I think that's kind of what's, it's got me through lockdown in a, in a way, all of that kind of, I mean, I, I like history anyway, but kind of looking back and reminiscing yeah. and yeah. how things have changed and um, the world we live in now compared to then, but just the mm. funny, stupid things that yeah. families did and, um, you know, caravan holidays and, you know, but... Yeah, it's, it's led to a lot of conversations with a lot of different people who've also had similar experiences just in their families, and it's quite amazing, I think. And it's unifying as well, yeah. isn't it? It makes you realise, oh, actually, you know, I do have something in common with that person yeah. that I didn't think I did, mm-hmm. or, um, yes, sharing those mm-hmm. things in common that we're yeah. not... You know, we are we, we all have our differences and our different likes and dislikes, but actually there are things that, yes, mm-hmm. bring us together. And, yeah, I think that's what we're kind of hoping will come out of this project yeah. as well, that, yes... Different comedy things, fight you know, mm-hmm. unify people. Yeah. Does anything affect your happiness levels, Elaine? Um. Yeah, definitely. I think stress. Definitely. I'm sure that's a common theme. Um, stress at work. If so, you know, stress in the family. You know, that kind of thing. Um. Obviously, you. You're less focused on self care, I suppose, and and I think sometimes when you feel stressed as well. If there's something going wrong in life, you get in like a bit of a, a, a kind of a rut where it's not okay to be happy mm. as well. And that's mm. really hard to get out of. Um, so yeah, it's definitely, definitely like kind of work, life, balance, stress. And then things happen in life, don't they? Like, you know, daft things that I'm quite quick tempered and most people probably don't know that about me. <laughs> <laughs> people see me as quite a nice, you know, even mannered person. But, um, I'm having a problem with my car at the minute and every morning I get in and it peeps at us and I'm like, Argh! you know, but, but it's little, you know, little things like that that irritate rather yeah. than um, affect your life. Um, I, I find the work-life balance quite difficult mm. and I think um, I, I get into that frame of mind of feeling guilty if I'm not working mm-hmm. and I think um, I find it really hard to sort of practice what I preach yeah. in terms of what you were saying there about self-care mm. and, and balance. Mm. Um, I'll be saying one thing to one person, but then doing something completely different. Absolutely, and it's I'm really hard. Yeah, I'm I'm very like that, especially because I, I kind of um I lead the organisation, so I kind of have to be there regardless of what's going on for me. Um, and because so many people rely on you, on me, um, you kind of have to always 
put everything else to one side and kind of be there and focus and be at work. But I, th- I have to say, I think maybe lockdowns helped me a little bit with uh, kind, of, kind of to look at that. Mm. And, I, and I do think kind of personally and professionally, um, there'll be changes to make in the long term about, you know, maybe some more work from home or different working hours. Because I've actually really appreciated coming in a bit later. Um, so then I've got a bit more time in the morning and have a bit of a leisurely uh, walk the dogs, get them all fed, get myself ready and then come in the office and there's been no traffic. Um, so there's, you know, stuff like that, I think. And I think some of the team have found it beneficial, you know, working with some have not. But I think there's a lot to learn in terms of work-life balance from this mm. as well and how we can adjust... And looking at the opportunities that this has created as well, I mean, obviously it's been devastating for lots of different people mm-hmm. for lots of different ways. But I think, you know, some of the work that I've been doing through Zoom, I, I was going to say, I didn't know what Zoom existed. <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think many people <laughs> did. Um, but yeah, just kind of looking at new opportunities, yeah, I suppose, for, um, for work, as you say, for work, for community mm-hmm. work, um, engaging yeah. with participants yeah. in a different way. And not way. just that, I'm, I would never... Um, a video called my friends we would have messaged or ran but since kind of this has all happened in lockdown I've video called you know you know every couple of weeks friends you know from university when I used to have abroad friends who I don't see very often anyway and I don't know why we never used to video call because that was stupid mm. um, so, mm. so there's something nice about seeing someone's little face on the screen smiling back here that makes you happy I think or the ceiling and half their head <laughs> yeah, yeah my mouth my word <laughs> Lift the camera at <laughs> But yeah, it's been all right. So how do you know when you're happy? What does it feel oh. like? You've talked before about that contented yeah. feel. You know, can you describe that? Um, no. <laughs> I don't know how to describe it. Um, I think, well, for me, it is, I think it's about contentment. I think there's, there's different types of happiness, isn't there? There's like the if there's something an event happening that you're excited or looking forward to there's that kind of um type of happiness there's just the general feeling of everything's all right in the world and we're content and and we're okay um for me i suppose when i notice i'm happy about something it it is maybe like a nervous excitement butterflies in the tummy sort of thing if there's something really major going on that i'm happy about um i think uh, my behaviour probably changes when I'm, I was going to say when I'm not stressed and I was going to not use the word happy then. But I, I think probably you do smile more, you look up more, you engage more, you take in a kind of, you take your surroundings into account a bit more, I think, when you're um, not, when your thought processes aren't taken up by mm. um, negative mm. things. Mm. Um, I, as you know, as you all know, I did the Great North Swim for the first time last year and I was supposed to do it, I guess, again this year, but... Um, Although I hated every second of the swim itself <laughs> because the weather was awful. Um, when I was training for it and it was on the sunny days going in the lakes and stuff swimming outside, there was something really lovely about that feeling. Um, the feeling of achievement that you could do it because I hadn't done it for 20 years. Um, something really lovely about swimming in open water and taking into account, like, seeing you know, the surroundings, the wildlife, and it's just a different, um, a different sort of environment what people are used to swimming in. Really calming. I think really calming mm. so for me I think that is that is about like kind of a happiness thing it's about feeling calm um and I don't want to be you know cheesy and like you've got a spring in your step because you, you know most people don't have a spring in the step <laughs> literally yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mary Poppins yeah but it's just 
I think a sense of achievement, a sense of calm, a sense of contentment. But I think there are lots of different types of happiness. Mm. Um, and they all have different sort of senses and emotions. And mm. um, and I think, like I've said before, like, you know, with my nephew and the comedy stuff, laughing as well. You know, when you do a big belly laugh, there's, mm. there's always something lovely about that. Um, seeing mates who you haven't seen for a long time and doing that reminiscent thing and just howling with laughter. Yeah. I think it's always good for the soul. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Going back to the swimming, because I think it's um, it sounds similar to the Great, Great North, North Run, Run yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which again isn't just, happening this just year. Just been lost, hasn't it? This um, year? Yeah, but that whole—I guess it's that whole adrenaline mm. feeling at the end of doing mm-hmm. something. Yeah, it's incredibly tough, like mm-hmm. the Great North Swim, mm-hmm. but that that feeling of achievement mm-hmm. at the end. Yeah. Um, and for me, running, I'm a bit of a lonely goat when it comes to mm-hmm. running. I kind of uh, like to just be on my own and that solitude, yeah. I think, as well. Do you kind of get that sort yeah. of feeling with the swimming? Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, I mean, I swim anyway, but I normally do swim. Um, but I think when you're out in the open water as well, I mean, it's a friendly bunch of people that swim and everyone's lovely. Um, but you can, it's not a sport really where you can start, same as running, where you can stand and talk, really, and also, or tread water and talk. And we just have to kind of get on and do it. Um, and I think when you are like swimming outside, once you get over the freezing coldness of a lake and get going, it, there is just something about the solitude and about, and I mean, there's loads of other people around you and stuff. But um, yeah, just the, the birds are flying around you at the same time and you can just look and you can watch. And I, when I did the actual swim, I mean, the weather was horrendous. Um, we, we just laughed about this in the office actually the other day as well. My colleague did it with us. Um, I could see her just ahead of me having a full-on temper tantrum in the water about her goggles and I was actually laughing my head off at her. <laughs> her misfortune. Yeah, I'd my goggles. Um, and she was, re- you know, she was slapping the water, like, but it, it went trying to tread water all of that time and the wind and the rain, it was awful weather. Um, but also there was that kind of, um, I can see the halfway point and I'm just going to get my head down and I'm going to get to there and when you get to there that feeling of ah I've done that right? I can, and then now I can do the next bit I think that's also kind of a thing of happiness a sense of achievement that mm. you've achieved a bit of it <laughs> yeah so like that's it. I know now that I can do the rest of it um, and maybe just relax a little bit and it doesn't matter how long it takes you know if you like if you don't finish it until 10 o'clock tonight, it's fine. Yeah. Um, you can just crack on and, yeah. and do it. And it's, it's you know, it's not the winning, it's taking part and all of that. But but it is, I mean, it's the same as the run, I would imagine. It's that every mile that clock, you clock, you're like, right, I can do that. And, yeah. and, then, and then you start having less to do yeah. than kind of... If you can get to if you can get to the end of John Reed Road, yeah. I think uh, that's the big challenge because mm-hmm. it's kind of mile I think nine ish, mm-hmm. and it's all kind of steady yeah. incline. But then yeah. if you can get get to the top mm-hmm. of there, and you've got less to complete it than know, what you had yeah. to start. Yeah, and the same yeah, like, with there was yeah. a big inflatable duck that we had to swim towards, which is which is the halfway point, and you kind of swimming outwards and the wind and rain on your face and stuff. So I see you're looking for that. And once you get there, it's that accomplishment of like, okay, I can do this now because I'm on the home straight. And that made me happy. Um, and getting out of the water and going for a pint made me even happier. Oh, that sounds good. Yeah. So it's very different then to swimming indoors in a swimming mm, pool. Yeah. Can you describe the sort of differences? Uh, I, I, it's freezing and a lake. <laughs> yeah, obviously you have to wear a wetsuit, which makes you look like a whale. Um... 
you know, but it's fine. Everyone looks the same. Unless you have to wear a swimming cap also, which is fine. Um, and I, I keep trying to say it all in a weird way, like open water swimming, the water is sort of thicker in a way than swimming pool water. And I have, you know, there's no scientific evidence whatsoever to back that up, but it just feels harder. But I think it's maybe because it's like waves um, and it, maybe it's full of junk and um, pond weed and stuff. Like Sounds food. delightful. I would, yeah, yeah, it's lovely. Uh, <laughs> I want to try it. Um, and obviously, it's, I suppose like, like lane swimming in a swimming pool, you're back and forwards, back and forwards. And whereas, as I said, like you're outside and then when it's sunny, like I've had some lovely lake swims in the sun. Um, and they're all like geese flying over your head pretty much and land in the water beside you. It's weird. It's a weird concept. And, and kind of once you get over the fact that you can't put your feet down, mm. like once you're in it, you just have to keep going. I don't know if I could do that. <laughs> you can. Like, like once you're in it, you just have to keep going. If you've got a wet on, you can just go on your back and float and you're fine. And someone in a kayak will come and rescue you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, yeah, it's kind of, you can't put your feet down. So once you're in it, you've just got to keep going. There isn't a choice. Or give up. Um, and that's not an option. Mm, that sounds very fierce. No, when you're in it, you have to do it. You know, once once you said you're doing it, you have to do it. Yeah, it's for charity. You have to. Yeah, you have to do it. I wonder if it's similar then to sort of treadmill versus outdoor yeah. running. Perhaps yeah. you know, it's that sort of different mm-hmm. environment, I suppose, yeah. that you're sort of putting yourself into. Yeah, and I guess I don't know. I don't know. You could tell me. I guess treadmill running might be a little bit more boring. I've never. Do you know what? I've never run on a treadmill. Mm. I could never kind of grasp the concept of sort of running, running nowhere in, in one in one place. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I've always just kind of gone outside. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm not a runner by any stretch of imagination. I don't ever imagine myself being a runner. Even that's got, what that's what I say. Yeah, well, I've got friends who keep saying, "No, he's trying. I'll get it. I'll get it. I won't." Um, but I would imagine if I was if I was a runner, I would want to do it outside. And I would also like. Uh, the thought of running nowhere annoys me. <laughs> like, I would rather, if I was going to run, go in a big circle somewhere. Mm-hmm. And that's the same for me than when I want my dogs as well. I'd rather, rather than go there and back, I'd rather go in a big, like, circle. I don't know why it feels like it's more of, like, a purpose to yeah. it. I, I always run a different route every time I yeah. leave the house. I won't do the same route, uh-huh. it, you know, in more than one go. So, yeah, it's about, yeah, it's seeing seeing your little world seeing yeah. you know the local area and I think at the minute that is really important for everyone that you can kind of take in and we've all had a little bit more time to do that I guess yeah. as well in terms yeah. of surroundings and nature yeah. and yeah. Um, the trees and what's going on mm. so yeah I think being outdoors is definitely good for you yeah it is your mental health isn't it definitely is yeah I'm, yeah. I'm like I, I do I, I, I love animals um, big massive spring watch fan and that's been like a big thing, hasn't it? Like this year, um, in terms of nature has kind of taken hold again mm. this year and done really well because we've all been in the house. And I, and I think that's kind of in a way made me a bit happy as well. I've been a bit like, ha ha, people. Like, did you see that um, footage? I think it was on Facebook. Uh, that I think Northumbria Police posted it of the, the deer. deer. Yeah, yeah, the deer. I did it on my Facebook page. Yeah, just um, about the stag in the big market. Yeah, I was like, bless it, bless it. Got a little bit lost. I wonder where it'd come yeah, from. Yeah, no. Well, 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 there's probably this deer here in Usburn. Ah, really? Yeah, apparently. Wow. Yeah, I knew been... there was one in the Rising Sun up at Wall's End, but I didn't realise there was some. Yeah, there. apparently someone had also put a picture on Facebook of it on um, when they'd come through Usburn, like cut through up Lime Street. Oh. Every day on the street, so they're in there, yeah. Wow. Yeah. But I know I just thought, oh, bless it. But that, you know, as people, like, 
we've taken over their space and mm-hmm. and they've done it just really well, like birds and you yeah. know all sorts of animals. I think there was like that incredible footage. Was it of Venice as well? I think they had like dolphins in the uh, oh, in the water yeah. at Venice. I think a lot of places around the world. Yeah, well, we've got seen, we time marathons. Yeah, seen all the animals come yeah. back. Yeah, um, and there's that picture of the, was it wild goats or something and whales running down the street. And, you know, like there's just been loads of stuff. <laughs> Where these animals come from? I do um, love a wild goat. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love a pet goat. I love goats. Um, have there been any kind of? I mean, you've touched on the Great North Swim there. Have you? Have there been any special events, moments in your life, in particular, that have brought happiness to you? Oh, um, I'm sure. Yes. <laughs> Give us a minute. Um, I think there's moments in terms of you know your your traditional graduation day moments where you have that you've achieved something and there's a sense of pride. Um, I went and many twenty odd years ago now. I, I lived in Germany for a year, and I kind of looking back now, I think how on earth did I do that? Um, and it was kind of one of the best years ever because I was with some great people, essentially a student, but pretending to have a job at the same time. Um, and just did loads of travel and explored Europe and um, somehow managed to have quite a lot of money. To I don't know how that happened. Um, but I think that, that kind of, that was a big kind of, you know, it was a whole year long worth of adventure mm-hmm. um, that I'm really glad I did because I think once you get become an adult... You have to grow up a bit and you're, never, you're not going to get a chance really, I think, you know, unless you're in the lottery and you can suck your job off. <laughs> you know, you, there's things like that where you, when you have to become a grown-up, you, you don't get the chance to do stuff like that again. Um, so talking about being a grown-up then, and you might not have an answer for this question, but do you, what made you happy when you were younger? Does that, was that different to yeah. what makes you happy now or do you think it's similar? Um, I think as a person, um, things make me happy, like similar things make me happy in terms of spending time with friends, family, animals, history type stuff, uh, achieving things. I'm, you know, I like to achieve, I've got a list that I'll have to achieve. Um, I think the difference now is I think you have, I've heard a lot of people say this as well, I think you have more sense of your own, like mortality and safety and um, like I can't imagine now me going, all right, I'm going to live in Germany for a year. I think it would terrify us. Whereas back then, I was like, "Man, it's fine. I'll do it. <laughs> I'll do it." So I do. I think. I think responsibility mm-hmm. comes with kind of like as you get older, and which which you don't generally have when you're a bit younger. You just kind of you're not bothered what your mum and dad are doing. It's that like no fear. Yeah, element. yeah, and you, mm-hmm. and you you know things happen, and you're like, yeah, "It's fine. I'm young, and I'm getting drunk, and it's all alright." Um, but yeah, and I think certainly through like through lockdown, it, it has been that uh, you really I think you have a, a sense of appreciation for your for your life in a way, mm-hmm. and because there has been so you know so much hardship and heartache for people, and because you have been separated so much from friends and family, um, so like seeing people in person, like I went and sat in my mum's garden for the first time last weekend, um, and it was lovely, like just to spend some time rather than stand at the front door. Um, so it's kind of it's it's those little things I think like and but I, I've always kind of enjoyed time with family and friends and 
um, like appreciated that I think so mm. I don't know that that's necessarily changed I think it's more just my aversion to risk and has now changed <laughs> <laughs> like, and you mentioned their achievements uh, that you, you like to sort yeah. of set yourself little achievements mm-hmm. um, we're kind of asking people um, for sort of their happiness hacks you know do you have any sort of tips um, for people mm. about how they can Mm. maintain happiness achieve happiness is, is there anything that you do on a sort of daily weekly basis to to help you maintain your happiness to help me kind of just maintain normal function <laughs> is, uh, I've, I've always got a list on the go and that and that helps me in terms of I can cross things off I've done it yes well done me you can kind of see that um I think for me to like maintain like happiness well-being contentment whatever it is you want to call it it's also about not being hard on yourself like yeah one day you might have all the motivation in the world and you might clean your house from top to bottom and run 10 miles and do the shopping and ironing and all the rest of it another day you just sit down and do nothing and both is equally as valuable I think um you know yourself and you know what you need um so I always although I get annoyed at myself sometimes when I've wasted a day I also think well no I haven't wasted a day I've done what I need to do and if that's sitting watching a Peter Kerr video and laughing my head off and doing nothing then that's what I'm gonna do when it's all fine um, but certainly I think it's it's about um, for me it's just about a combination of lots of things social contact um, me dogs getting out achieving things that I need to do at work even though it might just be at the minute putting a beach right over my desk um, but yeah I think it's it's a it's a mixture of things and and not beating yourself up if you don't achieve what you set out to achieve that's okay well I think that's a great point to end on Okay. Thank you so much. No, for your time thanks for having today. us. I've enjoyed it. I've always wanted to be on a podcast. I'm, I am happy and delighted that I've been on a podcast, and I'm going to make everyone I know listen to it. Well, that's what we want people to do. <laughs> yeah, I will be. <laughs> so, thank you so much, Elaine. You're very welcome. Thank you. Thank you. So that was my chat with Elaine. What did people think? Well, um, as soon as we finish recording, I'm going to uh, disappear off and find the nearest TV executive to pitch uh, Dinosaur Hospital <laughs> to them as the next uh, must-see show. That's That just sounds brilliant. She sent me some photos as well of some of the dinosaurs wrapped up in tissue and, and bandages. <laughs> <laughs> Thing is, I, I, remember, I remember really, really liking dinosaurs as a kid. And knowing all the names <laughs> she was kind of talking about kind of the encyclopedic knowledge that this uh this, this child has um and I, I kind of remember that. i've forgotten it all now but it's funny just thinking about my own son who's really really into planes at the moment uh, in a deep deep way uh, and he gets so much pleasure and satisfaction and happiness from knowing the most obscure stuff like the name of the the name of the uh, air traffic controller who was on duty when Concorde crashed in Paris. He'll he'll be able to tell you that. It's, it's that level of, of obscure detail. That has to be a <laughs> has to be a mastermind topic, surely. I think it probably is. <laughs> one of these days. One of these days. But yeah, it, that um, that kind of pleasure in uh, kind of deep knowledge about something was was something that really kind of struck me. <laughs> Especially when you're five. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> My son's my son's thirteen, so you know he's he's got a little bit of the advantage there. Well, Five years old, better. that's that's impressive. I think we need to kind of doff <laughs> our uh, our virtual caps to, to absolutely. Um, but the other thing that got me was the talk about photographs uh, and and nostalgia um, mm. and uh, kind of where that comes from. And 
when I was up in Edinburgh seeing my mum, one of the things we did, we haven't done for years, in fact, I don't think I've ever done it, is get the photograph drawer open and just start rifling through all the old photographs. And just the number of stories that kept, kept flooding back um, while we were looking at that, it's, it, it's a really, really interesting thing to do. And I guess we're lucky to, to have a, a set of photographs that remind us of a happy life. Um, but it was uh, it was great. It was a good thing to do. So yeah, yeah. I find it I find it quite hard to remember my childhood. Mm. But then seeing an old object or seeing a photograph just opens my my mind. All of a yeah. sudden, I'm I'm right back there again, and I can remember it all. And but I, I couldn't do that myself. So as as a memory trigger, yeah, they're they're so good. Yeah, really helpful for me anyway. <laughs> What about you, Kath? What did you think of Elaine's conversation? <laughs> well, yes, the, the dinosaurs did come quite <laughs> a long way up the list. Um, yeah, but yeah. There, were, there, were two, there were two things that, that really struck a chord with me. Um, right at the beginning when she's talking about going out in the rain with the dog. Yeah. And what, one of her comments was, you get out there because you're not going to melt. <laughs> <laughs> you're not made of sugar I think it was wasn't it <laughs> something like that yeah and my my happiest thing to do is to walk in the rain and I, if ever if it's raining and people are rushing for cover I'm the person going the opposite direction so I, I completely go with her on that one that it that is a really good feeling um, mm. but the other thing that struck me was she commented that she gets a lot of pleasure out of seeing other people who are content and happy and maybe mm. help contributing to that in some way. And I just thought that was quite a profound thought that mm. I, th- I think we, it was a really good one to put in. And the nicest thing about it was it was totally unconscious. It, it just came out of the conversation without any deep meaning. But it was a very, a very nice thought. So, so yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed listening to this one. Yeah, thanks, Kath. Yeah. Dom, about you. Yeah. Um, there's not much more to add about dinosaur hospital. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, there's everything to talk about there. <laughs> Next week's podcast, dinosaur. Hospital. Yeah, just incredibly impressed by it. Yeah. Um, and I guess the thing about, I, you know. Before I got a dog, I used to watch people walking their dogs in all sorts of horrible weather, carrying bags of poo around, thinking, why would you want to do that? (laughs) (laughs) And then I got a dog, and I realized that there's a weird thing where it can be the worst weather outside, and you think, oh, come on, then let's go for a walk. And you're always still glad that you went out when when you're out, whatever the weather. It's just, you know, it's that motivation to get outside. Yeah, and there's also, she said, was she a, a... a sea swimmer as well that mm. she swim in the sea um so lake lake swimming she did the great north lake swim swimming. last year yeah mm. okay yeah and that's always interesting my neighbors do that and they're really happy as well it must be something about being really cold <laughs> cheers yeah. you up i don't know <laughs> my, my physiotherapist says that uh, she says really? it's, it's a kind of yeah it's a really good way of kind of because by getting colds you're releasing all these kind of endorphins and adrenaline and stuff uh, stuff like that um but in a kind of kind of a safe environment, so it's really oh, good. Wow. Mm-hmm. So she she recommends it. She does it. She, she says the water's thicker as well, which was uh, really interesting. I was just going to say that. I, I thought that was really yeah. interesting that the water is different. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there was something That's... else that struck me actually about what she was talking about with because obviously she's in a very 
um, unique position of all, all the podcast interviews so far of, of, in terms of what, what she does for a job um, and how she's in, you know, working with people for whom happiness is, you know, obviously really, really hard to find um, and, uh, and has been taken away from them to a certain extent. And I was thinking about this idea about contentment that keeps coming up in these podcasts um, as sort of that, that base level that people kind of retreat back to. But I was just wondering about situations where actually that contentment isn't there, but you can still look for happiness in little moments of success mm. and achievement and triumph. Um, mm. Which I, th- I think I'm going to I'm going to listen out for that a little bit more when we're talking to to interviews in the future. Mm, yeah. Well, thank you very much, everybody. So if you've been inspired by this podcast episode, we'd love to hear from you. Um, We'd love to hear your stories and opinions on what happiness means to you. So please do get in touch. Uh, You can get in touch via our email address, hello at thegeordieguidetohappiness.co.uk. Or you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Geordie Guide or Facebook, The Geordie Guide to Happiness. Next week, we have Charlotte Crossley. Um, Charlotte works for a small social mobility charity supporting young people in the northeast of England. She moved to the northeast from Derbyshire nine years ago and loves living in Newcastle. She plays for Newcastle Roller Derby, which is how I came to know her. Um, And she's an avid list maker and lives for secondhand shopping. So you'll hear me ask Charlotte questions like this. Have you found or do you find external factors affect your happiness levels or do you feel in control of your sort of levels of happiness? And hear her give answers like this. I def- yeah, I definitely am impacted by like external factors. So, um, you know, when it's busy and I feel like I don't have enough time, I don't give myself time to, to do the things that I enjoy sometimes. And I think I probably realise that now. So like before lockdown and um, when I was busy I would stop doing the things that I wanted to do maybe because they to me weren't at the top of the priority list so I think yeah so you know if work is a bit busier or um and kind of some of my like voluntary commitments if they got a bit busier then I would let the things that I enjoyed or you know relaxing kind of slip down the list so I think yeah like the fact that I would prioritize um you know things at the environment um, kind of for so if, if if it's busier so definitely external factors affect me yeah so we've reached the end of another episode we hope you've enjoyed listening to the geordie guide to happiness so far i should also mention our funders this project wouldn't be possible without support from the newcastle cultural investment fund at the community foundation so thank you so much for your support take care and see you again next week for another episode <laughs>